Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Divorce is hard enough without having to fear for your life. On February 14, 2003, a Thai court ruled to extradite a cold-blooded ex-husband back to Atlanta to stand trial for his wife's brutal murder. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Lita McClinton, a socialite from a prominent Atlanta family, and James Sullivan, a self-made millionaire from Boston, met in 1975 and began what many would say was a fairy tale pairing. They married after James's divorce from his first wife, during which he lost a considerable amount of money, and later bought a second house and moved to Palm Springs, Florida to start their lives together. But not everyone was so sure about James. Lita's family was convinced he married her for her money and status, and just before getting married, he made her sign a prenup that limited her to three annual stipends of $90,000. 
Pretty soon after they got married, friends and family started to notice the controlling side of James Sullivan. He had a hand in every bit of her life and made all of the decisions, which resulted in some pretty serious fighting. And to top it all off, James was not one to remain faithful to his new wife. In fact, it was while in Palm Springs vacationing without his wife that he met a woman from South Korea called Suki who he would begin a relationship with. By 1985, Lita had had enough of James and moved back to Atlanta, kicking him out of their Buckhead home and announcing that she was contesting the enforceability of the prenuptial agreement. James was furious, and after a domestic court granted Lita $7,000 a month in temporary alimony, realized that this divorce might finally tap him out. He had alimony, four car payments, a $900,000 balloon mortgage on the Palm Springs mansion, and a girlfriend he was trying to impress. So he had to sell his liquor distributorship to try and make ends meet. Things weren't looking good for James Sullivan. Unfortunately, it was Lita who would suffer the most at the hands of this divorce. On January 16, 1987, the day she had a hearing scheduled to discuss property distribution with her ex-husband, a delivery man showed up at her door carrying a dozen roses. When she opened the door, he asked if she was Lita. She said she was, and as the words left her lips, the man pulled out a gun and leveled it at her head. She was shot once and killed instantly. Several witnesses saw the man flee, but could not identify him. Suspicion, of course, immediately went to James, but he was in his home in Florida at the time of her murder and could not possibly be the gunman who took her life. But that didn't mean her blood wasn't on his hands. Just 40 minutes after her death, James got a collect call from outside of Atlanta and three men checking into a Georgia motel under false identities made calls to James's home. A few months after the murder, James was arrested and charged. Unfortunately, there wasn't enough evidence linking him to the crime and he was ultimately let go. Eight months later, he married Suki Rogers. Three months later, in 1991, the pair were divorced and Suki famously testified during their divorce proceedings that James had admitted to hiring a man to kill Lita. That he told her, quote, it's good for us. He was arrested in 1992 and charged with arranging the murder but just like before, had the case dismissed due to lack of evidence. But Lita's family wasn't going to give up. They knew he was responsible for her death, and they wanted to make sure he paid for it one way or another. They eventually filed a $4 million civil suit against him, and won. I guess he was going to lose his money to Lita and her family after all. But time passed, and James was still a free man. Then, in February of 1998, a man from North Carolina was arrested for an unrelated charge. And when he was, his girlfriend told police that he had implicated himself in the murder of Lita McClinton. Harwood had worked for James in the past, moving furniture for him. And when they came to him with the information that his girlfriend had passed along, he confessed. Phillips stated that James called him one day and offered him $25,000 to kill Lita McClinton. He admitted to picking up the flowers, posing as the delivery man, killing her, and calling James's home in Florida to tell him the job was done. They finally had enough to prove what they had known all along, that James Sullivan was responsible for the murder of his ex-wife. 
The following May, James was charged with felony murder and a warrant was issued for his arrest. Arrangements were made to have him surrender to authorities, but just before that happened, James fled the country. It took years to track him down, but finally, on July 2nd, 2002, James was arrested in Thailand. Took about a year before the Thai courts ruled on February 14th, 2003 to allow his extradition, and in 2004, he was finally back in Atlanta. In March of 2006, James was convicted of murder and thus ended the long and painful 19-year saga of Lita McClinton's murder. He was sentenced to life with no possibility of parole. Philip Harwood, who pleaded guilty and testified against James, was released in 2018 after serving a 20-year sentence. Since their daughter's killer was placed behind bars, the McClintons have spent their time and energy searching the globe for what they believe is a secret stash of money that James has hidden in offshore accounts. They want to locate it and turn it over so he is left with absolutely nothing. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on February 15th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.